0: Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you The Seminarians, a dialogue with students from the Pontifical College Josephinum, produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire vocations to the religious life. And now, The Seminarians.
1: Welcome to The Seminarian Show. I'm Dalton Irvin from the Diocese of Victoria in Texas. Joining me are Jonathan Torres from Charlotte, North Carolina, and Gordon Mott from the Diocese of Columbus. Let us begin in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 God, we thank you uh, for all that you have given us, especially for your inspired word and sacred scripture. We ask you to stir up in our hearts a greater desire uh, to hear that word and to put it into action in our lives. And we pray in those words Christ teaches us in scripture. Our Father, who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed hallowed be be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us.
0: And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil.
1: Amen. So today I would like to talk about, in a more tangential way, or maybe just on the edge of it, Alexio Divina. Mm-hmm. So at the top of my page, I have written Lexio Divina, kind of. <laughs> um, so I, most people um, have at least heard of Lexio Divina, even if you're not aware of what it is. Um, I think the word's been thrown around in the church a lot um, in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Learning how to pray with Sacred Scripture, yeah. um, learning how to, especially as Catholics, because we all know the great uh, the great accusation that Catholics don't know their Bible, <laughs> um, even though we read huge chunks of it. Uh, every Sunday. Um uh, but just learning to grow a great and greater appreciation of the scriptures, this Lexio Divino. Mm-hmm. And so I do want to talk a little bit about what is Lexio, the steps of it, um, kind of how we experience Lexio a little bit. Uh, but most of all I want to talk about our favorite scenes. Um maybe our favorite pericopes. That means scenes of, <laughs> of scriptures. Um Old Testament, maybe it's just a psalm mm-hmm. uh or or and <clears throat> the life of Christ all of this um and just by way of confession this was all stirred up in me as i listened to a podcast uh mm. catholic stuff you should know um and they talked about uh, kind of this in a, in a different way but just their favorite scenes of scripture to meditate on prayer yeah. over um, so that's what motivated me here. Mm-hmm. so uh, just do you have anything just by way of introduction for lexio that sure. you'd like to share
0: In terms of lexio, yeah, or anything, or anything. (laughs) Well, I think that idea of praying with the scriptures is um, is very um, fundamental, especially as seminarians. um, Praying our breviary, we are constantly praying with the scriptures, um, especially the Psalms. But we also have readings in there, Um, so it's it's a part of our. It's not only a part of our life, but it's a part of our day. And mm-hmm. not only day, but within the hours of the day, you know, we're encouraged to keep the scriptures close to our hearts yeah. and to pray with them. Um, and so, uh, the idea that the scriptures are not just a conglomeration of nice books and nice words, but it's actually the living word of God. It's yeah. something that tra- transcends just, uh, you know, your everyday run-of-the-mill book. Um, and sometimes we forget that, you know, it's like, oh, this is a nice story, this is a nice Uh, passage or you know nice meditation but this is god speaking to us now it might have been written thousands of years ago but it's god's word now and how it applies to us now how it was affecting me now um and so you know so many times we come to the scriptures with um questions excuse me with with questions um but rather i think the the better way to approach scripture is saying what questions does this have for me Mm -hmm. um I think, you know, one of my, speaking of favorite pericopes or, or what have you, um, just right in the beginning of Genesis, um, when man falls, God calls to Adam, Adam, where are you? Those are the first words to fall on man. Mm-hmm. And it really sets the tone for the entire scriptures. Where are you? You know, what is your response to my love? Um, yeah, I can go on, off about that. But yeah, uh, yeah Genesis, great. Um, <laughs> um, I think we know a direction we may be going yeah. in a little bit. <laughs> um, but uh, in terms of my favorite pericopes, I love, um, or just books in general, um, I love the book of Job, um, especially um, God's answer to Job <clears throat> when he uh, comes out of the storm cloud, I think it is, um, and he answers Job's questioning why he's suffering so much with a question of his own. Um, It begins, where were you when I founded the earth? Oh, the whirlwind
2: speech. Yeah, that doesn't give you chills, you're not alive. No,
0: and it's great. And um, I think I really came to love it when I I saw this movie called um, The Tree of Life by Terrence Malick. Um, uh, It came out, I think, in 2011. Um, But it's a movie about um, this family who loses a child. Um, and the the movie begins with this quote from Job um, it, it's not everyone's cup of tea it's kind of artist very artistic um, and it's not very linear but um, it's a great meditation on why good people suffer um, and that's what really the book of Job is yeah. um, oh, yeah. and so um, I think that's one of the deepest um, things to meditate about human nature is why is there suffering in the world um, and the book of job really gets at that very succinctly and
1: so. there was something you mentioned earlier that um caused me to take note um and it was when you called the scriptures the living word mm. and i think that's one of the big traps people fall into both catholic and protestant is looking at scriptures as a very rigid book of instruction yeah um right. a rule book for how to live your life um mm-hmm. or how to interpret what's going on in the world <clears throat> yeah um but but the Scriptures really are, I mean, they do teach um, a revealed truth. They would reveal God to Mm -hmm. us. Um, But they are fluid. Yeah. Um, Not that their meaning changes um, or anything like that, but in that, the same passage can speak to us in totally different ways on totally different days in our lives. Yeah, yeah. Um, Not that we're interpreting Scripture privately, Mm -hmm. because there is no private interpretation of Scripture. Yeah. I'm Catholic. I know Saint Paul said that, <laughs> um, so there's a medal on my shelf.
0: Yep. Uh, yep. But,
1: um, but that whatever's going on in our lives, we hear things in a different way, mm-hmm. um, and and the living word of God, I think, uh, does that for us. Yeah. Yeah. Does that for us in a very, uh, very real way, um, and that that's a good thing. Yeah. I mean that we need to. S- we need to turn to scripture in that way more often, yeah, instead of looking at it as um, this framework around which we're to build our lives
0: right, out. right it's set: no, exactly, and there's a reason why, uh, like I mentioned the, these this these collections of books endured for thousands of years, they speak to us new every mm-hmm. generation. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not something that just applied to a group of people back then that we can't relate to um, this apply, It speaks to our our, our souls, um, yeah. our very natures so
2: yeah. Well, that's exactly it. It's it's a conversation starter is what it yeah, is, Yeah,
0: yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so,
1: I don't know how y'all maybe uh do Lexio. Y'all that sounded very Texan there. Um, but <laughs> I don't know how you yourself, How you it. do your lectio? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I know for myself, right? The steps of lectio, oratio, meditatio, mm-hmm. and contemplatio. So the reading of the word, mm-hmm. praying over the word, meditating on the Word, and then contemplating, taking it out Mm -hmm. into your day. Um, All of that, right? it's a great instruction sheet, the steps you're supposed to do. Wonderful, wonderful. I'm going (laughs) to follow the rules. Um, But when you do that, when when you are praying or when you are meditating on it, um, for myself, I know I like to kind of create that scene, whatever I'm reading, in my mind, Mm -hmm. kind of enter into it. Mm And, you know, where's Jesus in this scene? Mm. Where am I? Am I one of the characters? Am I the main character? Right, You know, am I the lady who reaches out and grabs the hem of his cloak? Mm -hmm. Um, Or am I just kind of on the outside looking in? Yeah. Uh, What does it smell like? What does it sound like? Yeah. Yeah. that's how I do it. I don't know if y'all have different. I'm always uh, Jesus. Experience always Jesus. Yeah, that's, that's the way I well, do you it. you are Jonathan. You're just so great in every way. The magnanimity. You yeah. know, I just recognize truth. You
0: know where it is. So. In <laughs> that st- you've got the alter Christus thing down in your own mind, at least. No, I think that's yeah. a very that's a very good um, uh, advice. That's some very good advice in praying with the scriptures. Is putting yourself in the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and so often we we read um, passages that have become cliche to us. Yeah, You know, um, yeah. You know we, we hear these, the living word preached to us at mass, and sometimes it just it doesn't move us mm-hmm. uh, for one reason or another. And that's, I think that's at the heart of Lexio is to take the scriptures in, in silence, read it, and then meditate on it and read it again in silence and read it again. Yeah. And, you know, to go over these passages to let them really bury themselves within your soul. So
2: Yeah,
1: and I don't know if maybe... Ever since I've started homiletics courses, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like lexio has changed for me. Mm. Uh, because in when I do the readings and all this, and begin praying over them um, uh, to write a little fake homily uh, for class, <laughs> yeah. Um, one of my thoughts is, well, what is this doing to me? Like, what emotions are stirred up? Yeah. Um, if I enter into the scene in this in the life of Christ, um, what am I feeling when I leave that scene? Mm-hmm. Um, what happens? And then using that, then. In some way to construct the homily, yeah, yeah, and then realizing, oh wow, maybe I should do that just in general yeah. with my lexio with reading yeah. the scriptures. Yeah, maybe
2: I should always think about the scriptures in that way. Right. 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 Well, yeah. Well, and so uh, so Richard Rohr, um, who's a, a fairly well known Catholic speaker, he's a Franciscan, um, talks a lot about the the understated value of kind of like this this visual method of prayer, mm. inserting yourself into the scenes, and you know. What do you smell and what do you see and how do you feel um the uh because really i mean there, there's a lot of value to that because you know the Catholic faith is really inherently incarnational it's mm-hmm. it's lived yeah. and experienced you know the uh and so entering into prayer you know in this kind of a visual way mm-hmm. using your imagination as a positive tool to really enter in far deeper that's yeah no that's i. I don't think I can get behind that particular uh, bandwagon enough. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
2: You're listening to The Seminarian Show on St. Gabriel
1: Catholic Radio AM820. You can hear this show every Saturday at 1130 and Sunday at 1 p.m. and in the audio archives at stgabrielradio.com. I'm Dalton Irvin from the Diocese of Victoria in Texas. Joining me are Jonathan Torres of the Diocese of Charlotte and Gordon Mott from Columbus. So we're talking about Lectio Divina. Uh, We've talked a little bit about uh, how we like to do our Lectio, um, what is it in in our daily lives or weekly lives, whatever it may be, when we're stirred to make a holy hour, um, (laughs) when we pray our prayers. Um, This this next part I'd like to enter into kind of our favorite scenes Mm -hmm. um, to share with one another uh, some of our favorite scenes to pray with uh, talk about what it does to us, maybe what it looks like uh, when we enter into this scene, if that 's what we do or or why this um, scene or this psalm uh, why it sticks out to us mm-hmm. um because I think when people are learning to pray with the scriptures, they don 't necessarily know where they 're going, um but they want to get started, yeah, and so when we share our experiences um maybe making ourselves a little vulnerable in that way, sharing uh, our prayer life, uh, people see, oh, wow, what I felt or what I was experiencing isn't weird or Mm -hmm. um, isn't different than what it should be. Yeah. Um, So I'll start with my all-time favorite psalm, which really, as happy as it makes me, maybe it shouldn't, um, (laughs) (laughs) because it's not uh, all that uh, bright all the time. Mm. Uh, so it's Psalm 42. And in my RSV, it's not the translation I like as much because I, I like deer more than hearts. But uh, <laughs> in this, a heart is a deer. So, okay. <laughs> uh, as a heart longs for flowing streams, so longs my soul for thee, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and behold the face of God? My tears have become my food day and night while men say to me continually where is your god mm. so so what what it really makes me feel um is kind of this distance from god this very real distance mm-hmm. right um you hear in other places in scriptures as far right as far as the heavens are from the earth so are my ways above yeah. your ways um so and i think when i when i pray psalm 42 as the deer you longs for flowing streams. Yeah. So I long for you, my God. It's, to me, it stirs up this call to action.
0: Yeah. um,
1: Because it is true. God is, he's the transcendent being. Mm -hmm. He is truth, beauty, and goodness itself. um, That which we will only know completely at the end of this life. Yeah. Um, But there are ways to know him and to experience him now. Um, And so this prayer, and it goes on, Psalm 42 goes on to, Talking about entering into God's, ke- entering into the courts of God, mm-hmm. um, forever and ever. Yeah, um, it's a psalm that's prayed at funerals. Uh, but just this recognition that when we do feel far from God, it's because God is so much greater than us. Yeah, um, it's not a negative thing, mm-hmm. uh, because it is it is reachable. It is attainable. Yeah, it's also very to me um, because I do put my own kind of. Thoughts and feelings into it, also, right? The deer that's longing for the flowing streams, he mm-hmm. yearns uh, for water, um, and that's how we should yearn for God. Yeah, um, you know, it's really this this sense of desire and this want, um, trying to stir up this fire in my own heart for God. Yeah. when I fall into maybe a feeling of indifference, right? Right of of just going through the motions. Yeah, um, and realizing that. That God is in fact is calling me. Yeah. Um like the water the sound of the trickling water calls the deer towards it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's how God is calling me, and maybe not in some grandiose way, but just like the trickling of that flowing stream. Right. Uh, that's how God's voice <clears throat> is just like the whisper of that wind calling me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that um the psalmist um, really um they're they're ma- like he's a master at um using imagery. Um relate to spiritual things right using those similes like as a deer yearns so my soul yearns and it really cements this idea of how um his soul is yearning for god um and that's littered in the um in the gospels as well where Mm -hmm. jesus is using parables to cement home these ideas you know these stories that are very real and relatable to um teach us a deeper truth yeah. Um, and I think, uh, in the Psalms, that's definitely evident in, the, uh, um, for me, I love, um, studying the parables, seeing how, um, Jesus uses the art of storytelling to convey truth. I think that's fascinating. Mm. So, um, but yeah, um, I, I think that that Psalm also speaks to me, um, pretty powerfully, so.
1: Yeah, and it is, like you mentioned earlier, Gordon, this implementation of our imagination. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. You know, that's. Creating the scene in our minds of the very distant stream. Well,
2: and I think, too, that there's a very real value. Sometimes you'll hear people talk about how they have difficulty praying with the psalms. And I think that's because the psalms directly speak to emotional states, right? So, like, you have wisdom psalms and you have lamentation psalms. And, you know, we're so used to this idea of, like, pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps. Don't listen to depressing things. It'll just depress you. But there's value in connecting to that and recognizing our human vulnerability right and our inherent need for god and so then this psalm psalm 42 which interestingly enough is one of my favorite right the uh, you know there's huge value in that because so often what we try to do is deny our own internal spiritual states mm-hmm. like oh no no i'm i'm not feeling this kind of this this internal hunger this you know, this separation. No, no, I'm just fine. You know, because we're experts in self delusion. Uh, Father Pandolfi was fond of saying that, uh, one of my mentors. Um, but the, uh, and so like that word yearns. Like mm-hmm. there's value in this, right? Because that word, now I'm going to butcher the Hebrew pronunciation because I haven't studied my Hebrew like I should. Uh, but that, that word occurs one other place and it's, it's uh, Tarog. Um, and that's in Joel. Joel One twenty, so you go from like the deer that yearns for running streams, so my soul yearns for you, oh God, and we tend to think, okay, in this kind of superficial way, like, oh, the deer wants the pretty little meadow, right Joel one twenty even for for even the animals in the wild cry out to you, for the streams of water have run dry, and fire has devoured the wilderness pasture, so this isn't just a crying out like, oh, you know, it's not just yearning, like, oh, this would be nice, it's not even just crying out. Right, it's a desperate call. It's without this water, I'm going to die. You know, without you, Lord, there's nothing. I need you. I'm, 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 desperate. And it reminds me of something that Fulton Sheen said once: that God grants grace is in accord with how convinced we are that we exist in a state of dire need. The more that we know that we need grace, the more readily yeah. God will supply. Hmm. Right? Yeah. The uh, and so then just kind of entering into that, this like, okay, is my heart really? Do I allow my heart to call out to God, you know, as this stream of life, as the font from which I draw all of my strength? Mm-hmm. Or am I trying to delude myself into believing that I'm not vulnerable?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think and that I'm glad you mentioned that, Gordon, because that highlights just how different our experiences of lexio can be. Right. Because oh, yeah. for me, that yearning is the gentle tug. Right. It's, it's like it's the thirst. It's not the crying out. Mm-hmm. Because I don't I don't very often in my life find myself in this just crying out for God. Where are you? I can't live without you. Mm-hmm. Because I do feel his presence. Mm-hmm. Um but for me, my experience with that psalm is the more peaceful, gentle, yearning, searching, um and knowing God's calling right. me, right? This it's more serene than the fires that have wasted the land. And that's okay. Yeah. That people experience the psalms are right, right. even a a, pericope, a scene of Jesus's life differently.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think that speaks to the universal the universality of the gospels. Yeah. That um you can have this particular passage but that particular somehow participates in the universe. not to mm-hmm. get too metaphysical. <laughs> <laughs> but that, you know, that particular image can participate in the universal truth that everybody can relate to, yeah, and and yeah. so there's a beauty that there's a great mystery there.
2: Well, I mean, and so that's the thing, right? Is like, so there are levels that we can enter into with our Alexio, mm-hmm. um, and at di- like you were saying earlier, right? At different points in your life, you can get different things out of these these things, and you know, and and to clarify, I don't know that necessarily the psalm is saying like, you know, oh, I feel this. Dark Night of the Soul, like uh, Mother Teresa of Calcutta mm-hmm. was talking about. But just, how is your relationship with God borne out, right? Is it, oh, we're friends and when we hang out, that's cool, and when we're not, that's cool too? You know, am I ambivalent about my relationship mm-hmm. with God? Or is my relationship with God everything? Mm-hmm. Because C.S. Lewis uh, in Surprised by Joy does a wonderful meditation about this, uh, that God was no longer... In his conversion process, God was no longer, you know, going to be satisfied with, uh, you know, being anything other than everything, mm-hmm. you know. And so then the heart that recognizes God as everything right. recognizes its very real need
1: for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess another scene, um, you know, getting back uh, maybe to, to our favorite pericope piece, uh, one of my other favorites uh, without going into the scriptures, but it's in the beginning of the Gospel of John. Um, and it's it's after Jesus has been baptized by John the Baptist, and mm. he's walking away. And uh, two of the who become apostles come up behind him and say, Lord, where are you going? Um, and he's he makes a little reply, and, yeah. and he says, come and follow me. And it was about 4 o'clock. Mm. And uh, just right there, uh, it was about 4 o'clock, and this call to come follow him, and, and that this calling— Denotes you know a time of, of change in your life. That's yeah, why yeah. It, it sticks out to me. I don't know. Do y'all want to sh- any of y'all's favorite? Yeah,
0: um, actually, w- speaking of the Gospel of John, um, John 17, verse 11, um, we hear the prayer of Jesus. Um, and I can just read this really quick. And now I will no longer be in the world, but they are in the world, while I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name that you have given me. So that they may be one, just as we are one. Um, I think that um, it's just fascinating to hear Christ praying to God. Um, this is God praying to God, and so it's like it's it's a perfect prayer. Um, and so the idea of community—that He is one with the Father, that He wants us to be one with Him—this call to um, to the heights of holiness, right? That you know, God became man so that man might become like God. Yeah. that's really where it rests in the gospel um to be in communion with him um that deep desire of Christ to pull us out of our humanity into his divinity um is beautiful so yeah gospel of John has some some good stuff yeah <laughs> what about you Gordon? Uh, we
1: share psalm forty two um,
2: I tell if- you I really enjoy um the Gospel of Matthew for a lot of reasons mm-hmm. um Number one, because it comes from the perspective uh, of a tax collector, uh, and there are a lot of really cool things about this, um, that it adopts kind of this world lens, but because of the Our Father in Matthew 6, right? Um, Because when we pray the Our Father, we say, give us this day our daily bread, but in Matthew, um, bread has a deeper meaning, right? Right? Give us this day our daily bread. The word for daily in, in Math it's translated as daily in Matthew is epiujun. Epi meaning greatest or most and usion as in substance. The Latin kind of gives it away. It's superstantialitum super substantial. Give us this day our super substantial bread. It's not just a plea for, you know, sustenance. Yeah. It's a plea for the Eucharist. Or multi
0: grain yeah? bread.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well great um, that's about all we have time for today you can hear this show every Saturday at 1130 and Sunday at 1pm and in the audio archives at stgabrielradio.com let us pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit Amen, Amen. and he who sat upon the throne said behold I make all things new Also he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: The Seminarians is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of The Seminarians and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com.